When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Gil, did you know the podcast world is growing bigger every day? And guess who wants to help you navigate it? The Himalaya app. That's right. That's what it is. The Himalaya app is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and find some more that you might not know about. It's free. It's the easiest to use. There's lots of cool features like the tip jar and playlists to help you build on the podcast that you know. And they have every single podcast you love but of course more. So all you got to do, find and download the app on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Let me spell it out for you. It's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. Go there, download. Don't forget. Don't forget. To follow the No Chill Podcast when you get there. Let's go. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, with the dust settled and the chips fallen, we sort out the player movement from this NBA summer. One thing we know for sure, it is now a league of duos. Of course, it takes five on the floor to win a basketball game, and also bench depth. But at the moment, stars are joining stars to then assemble their teams. Beyond the names of the marquee, we take a look at style, fit, and chemistry across the league, and especially with the Clippers, Lakers, and Rockets' big moves. These moves not only change the identity of the teams the players are stepping onto, but opening things up with new looks and matchups that will shape both conferences. There's a lot to make sense of, so let's dig into it. No Chill Podcast. Remember, you can get us early exclusively on the Himalaya app. You can also find us wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. It's been a it's been a busy summer. I can't believe we're we're in man, damn near August now. We haven't even talked about all these moves. I guess we talked a little bit about Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I don't remember when we did it, it. It wasn't on purpose. It was just kind of, we had to acknowledge that. We didn't get into detail on it. We didn't really talk about Kawhi coming to LA. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by that? No. Okay. All right. You weren't surprised. But were you surprised by Paul George coming to LA? Yeah. I mean, I thought he was going to come to LA last, last year. Last year. Yeah. 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 So then when you figured he was going to, when he re-upped there, it was like, well, I guess he Mm. doesn't really need to be in L.A. Well, Mm -hmm. that changed. Um, And then, Russ, that actually didn't surprise me. Which Russ to Houston. Why that didn't surprise you? Well, because I just felt like there was a lot of chatter about Chris Paul and and James wasn't vibing right. And then we saw what it translated to on the court. So it's kind of like, I think they hit their wall. And I think they just said, like, we need an upgrade. And the fact that James and Russ played together before, that I think there was some sort of unfinished business, like, hey, this actually worked. If they gave us more time, things could have been different in Oklahoma. But the move that so didn't you, keep James. So you thought OKC trading Westbrook was – that was seeable. Yeah. Huh. I'm not calling myself like Nostradamus, but no, I'm 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 saying that you have the most loyal guy that you probably had in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. 
since Katie's left, mm -hmm. he's averaged a triple double three years in a row all three seasons mm -hmm. okay I mean, I don't, I, I, what i'm what i'm trying to where do you go from him in the future for oklahoma bad yeah. move i just think on his end what happened he was the last man standing and sitting the last the, loyal man standing right. so at the end of the day are you is Katie smart for leaving? Or is he still a snake from leaving? Because, or what that's what they call them. Yeah, they call them Be a lot of things. Because I at the end of the day, if he can see in the future and he decides to leave because he knows this team is not going anywhere and they have no plans on going anywhere, he leaves, wins two championships, two MVPs. Or the guy who's loyal stays on the ship, takes that ship to three levels that they would never have been. No player. Three triple doubles. And you fucking trade him for, for nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Chris Paul? I, I, when I'm Not a player, nothing. Nothing. As in, I gave you three triple, a guy who has only been in this, the league 10 years, three triple doubles to get Chris Paul, which he will leave. He won't see his contract right. in a bunch of nothing, nothing. Because Chris Paul is not going to be there. Picks, yeah. Chris Future Paul is, potential. Chris Paul is not going to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. So you, you gave him away for nothing. You would not find another guy that will do what he does. But I think on Russ's side, he was saying, like, look, I've been through, you say loyalty. I just think work. He's, I put all, my, all this time, this energy, this effort, blood, sweat, and tears, which I think more than anybody in the league, blood, sweat, and tears apply for him, right? All these guys came and went. You know, I had James. He, didn't, want to he didn't ask for a trade. Right. But I think he was okay leaving. Of course, I'm going to be okay leaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're going to trade mm -hmm. me, I'm not going to put up a fight if, you know, if you don't want me. But at the end of the day, where was the loyalty that you Some, were claiming that if you look at situation, Kevin I, Durant I, didn't have? Well, I'm thinking about Blake Griffin, right? That situation. Where it's the same. He gets, he didn't want to be traded. Who said that? But he didn't get put into a great basketball situation. I would say for Russ, he got it, it was an but, upgrade for him. But, it was an yeah, upgrade but for what Houston. I'm saying is both of them got traded. That's the that's the difference. Like they got traded. They didn't take their career in their own hands. So who who really who really won? Did Kevin Durant win or did Russell the the did Kevin Durant win or did Russell the loyalty guy won? Who won? If you're gonna ask me, I'm gonna say Kevin Durant yeah. literally won. Because you basically championships, he made a move for himself, his own peace of mind, yeah. uh, bettered his career. But you now you see what loyalty gets you. Gets yeah, and you, I, honestly, it gets, you, it gets you moved out any goddamn way. So right, so <laughs> take control of your own future. Yeah, but in, and he wasn't the first guy to do that. And I think that was the thing about you know a guy like Kevin Dur Kevin Garnett. He was in Minnesota for so long, they weren't successful, and he was like, man, I, I, he hit that point where he didn't ask for a trade. He asked for. No, uh, he did it. Yeah, he didn't no. ask ask yeah. for a trade. He didn't like ask Kyrie for a, did, but he didn't ask for a trade. He knew it was the a. It was a, be there. It right. was a hookup. Yes, it was a Boston Celtics hookup. That's all that was.
That's the, let's just say it. It was a Boston Celtics hookup. That's but that, all that domino, because after that, that was when LeBron went from Cleveland to Miami. Chris Bosh was actually a franchise player in Toronto, mm-hmm. op, you know, opted to go to Miami too. He was a free agent at the time, but it was the idea that he was the franchise player, but took control of his future, which then to. I mean, to at KD, the end of the day, at the end of the day. The same thing. It, and they call you disloyal, they call you whatever, but you're taking control of your future. At the end of the day, it's either you leave and go to a destination that you want or they trade you to any place and you got to deal with it. You know, that's really how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so the, the three big, I guess, so we're, we're left with now at this point, we have a lot of dynamic duos mm-hmm. in the NBA. And even like um, KD and Kyrie, that's a hell of a dynamic duo. We won't see that for another year. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have... Steph and Clay won't see that for another year. But what we got were these three big moves. So the first one, get into, it's James and Russ and Houston. So you think this is actually an upgrade for them? No. Uh, I mean, an upgrade as of a player? Yeah. It's an upgrade and as for a player. Do they have a chance of winning? Fuck no. And the reason I'm saying no is because Chris Paul wasn't a problem. It was that they were the smallest team, probably 95% sure they were the smallest team, the smallest starting five in NBA history. With your point guard, Chris Paul, 6'1", 6'2". Your shooting guard, who is the second tallest on the team, Harden at 6'5". Then you go backwards at your small forward at 6'3 with, you know, e- Eric. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Eric. PJ at the four. And then PJ yeah, yeah. at 6'4", six, 6'5", six, at your, your, sm- your power forward. And then you have your power forward, who is 6'10", playing the center. I'm sorry. What the fuck were they going to do? It's a YMCA lineup. That is literally a YMCA. There's actual AAU, 16-year-old AAU teams. That's bigger than this line. What was the team that they ran up against that was an issue for that? Any team. Golden yeah, State? Any team. They, was, they had no chance of making it nowhere. I'm sorry. They, they didn't have a chance to make it nowhere. They beat Utah because Utah game plan was stupid as shit. Like, that's just, I mean, it was just a dumbass game plan, period. Pushing the pushing the best player, the best scorer since Michael Jordan when it comes to a season, to the basket. Would you have done? I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have done that to Kobe Bryant or right. Tracy McGrady or I think Jordan. They were saying let that was like the old coaching adage, right? Let let this guy beat us, but we're not let, let, let the other guy. Let beat us. let I'm literally letting let him do his thing. Letting the free throw leader made and taken. Give him a straight line to the fucking basket. Mm-hmm. God damn, I, I, I feel so bad for Gorbert. Yeah, and I, he's supposed to do what? It like, what was he supposed to do? You, you got the, you have one, you have the best score in NBA right now coming full speed at me with no, no way to change directions. Like, come on, like so. Other than that, what were they really going to do with but that I'm, lineup? Back to your point, what team was really there was where was size an issue? Golden State. Every other team. Fell at, I mean, I don't think at that. No one's going to stop KD. At seven foot. Who's going to guard yeah. him? That's what oh, I'm saying. No one. 
Whoever guards him is going to be 6'4". Right. You, you, have, but that's, you have no chance of guarding him because he's 6'4". 6'4", 6'3", whoever you want to put on him. Like, so you're just, you're just out, like, it's a disgrace that the media even thought this team was good, that they didn't even point it out. Like, come on, like, what were they going to win? Bef the year before, come on, you had height, you had Trevor Reza, you had Anderson back there, you had big guys, you had a lineup. Then you took two guys who were bench players, PJ at one point and Eric, and made them starters. So if your six and seven man is starters, what the fuck does your sixth and seventh man look like now? The hell does your bench look like if two of your bench players are starting now? That means they, they went backwards. As far as contributions go, where I think they what they didn't get out of uh, Chris, they did get out of Eric. What? I think that is their scoring punch that they didn't they realize get, is off of James. It was kind of like, you know, when we need a bucket, gave, we go to James. Eric gave you 18 points. Off the bench last year. Hell yeah. He gives you 18 points this year. But who the fuck is giving you 18 points off the bench this year? No one. And that's that that's the problem. That you're like, so now you got Russell. Okay, 6'4. Woo! Gain up three inches. 6'5 at your one and two. Now you're three and four is six three and six four. Dude, what do you think you're gonna solve? Like there's nothing like w w unless you put six nine six ten six ten back there, this team doesn't have a chance. I would say that that's what they need to do is they need to add, and I'm not sure that happens till the uh, trade deadline. They don't need a trade. I mean, I you, they, they just they, they need a bigger lineup. You need PJ Tucker energy coming off the bench. You need um, even if you get put PJ at the three. Like I, I'm not opposed to PJ not starting because he is a big, so he can play like Ariza. And the energy that he gives you, you want to utilize that. Like, you know, at any position he's going to. But really if, if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to put PJ at the three, size. if I'm going to put PJ at the starting at the three, then I need a big four or a big five and put, and put um, Capella at the four and give me a center. But also, what do you, so I guess what we're getting to with Eric Gordon. So now with, with Russell and James, you got scoring, right? You got offense. Okay, hear me out. And then you have scoring off the bench. Who? With Eric. Why is okay. he starting? Who's starting? You just said put PJ at the three. That's if they put PJ at the three. Then you have to find a five to, and a to four. To keep size up. Well, you have you have Clint out there. But mm -hmm. so what they need, you're saying, is length and defense at the four. At the four or the five. Mm -hmm. Capella's a four, not a five. Yeah, but he's going to be the five. So you, put, gonna... you either put up a, a bigger four... And make it a center, or you get a center and make Capella to four and have a big lineup. But I think for what they paid Capella, they're gonna play him at center, and that's what that's what they're investing. They're not gonna invest in another a five. Your four man is your five man. Mm. Like this is like playing fucking doing all over again in Phoenix, playing DL at the fucking five. Mm -hmm. Like this shit sounds amazing for regular season. It does. It, it sounds it sounds amazing for regular season when your whole fucking What's the name is small? What about but, somebody like? But even say, even even that Suns team was still big. Mm -hmm. I mean, one point they had you know Joe Johnson at the two, mm -hmm. and then you got uh, Sean Marion at the three, um, Stoudemire at the four, or you know um, 
Boris Diaz the four, Tim Thomas. Right, like you done. had big guys. This mm-hmm. this this lineup does not have any big. It doesn't have any size. So with that dynamic duel as a duel, they're great to get mm-hmm. them to just them two. The rest of the team is not good. But they can't help. Okay, so here's what they're not gonna help in changing anything. Mm-hmm. Do they move up to win a championship? No. No, no, not even close. You have two guys who will go out there and score 60 together. That's it. Mm. That's it. What what else are they going to do? I just think that the landscape of the West has changed so much. It's a different story. The West is big as fuck. True. The West is big. So you're 6'3", small, small forward, Mm -hmm. and you're 6'4", 6'5", power forward. Trust me. You have no chance of winning nowhere in the West. It's not like you have Dwight. You know what? If you had Dwight Howard, the mm-hmm. young Dwight Howard before his bike injury back there, of course you can play any fucking liner because he cleaned up everything. Like he was a defensive player three years in a row. Like he was a one man defensive machine. You can sit there and play JJ Redick and um, Jameer Nelson together at the one and the two. And then put another small three. Like you don't have to worry about it because he just bring them to me. You can't bring everybody to Capella. No, you can't. You can't. Like if they, but I was thinking, I was thinking if you play him at the five, and who they should have got didn't obviously guy like Al Horford. Yes, that would work. that would have been that that right. would have been a good good pickup. I'm just trying to think. I don't. There's not a lot of like Al Horfords that, out there right. But that but that's what I'm saying. If you would have picked up an Al, Al Horford, you can then you can keep PJ at the three. Right, and you can't say throw somebody like. White side with Capella. That that's the, you just that need. Really, you gotta remember. You you need height defensively. Yeah, but someone and, someone who can contribute on both ends, like like Horford. Yeah, I'm not sure who else is uh, available right now. I mean, available. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where what I feel bad for Russell. I feel I think, bad, and yeah, this is why of, he was in. Oh, go ahead, and he this is why I feel though. bad. In reality, it's two got two superstars on one team, and really no one else that's going to push them to a, a championship level. So when they don't have success, like their names, Westbrook and Harden together, you got to remember media championship, championship, championship. So when this team does not succeed, they're going to blame the the new guy. So you blame the new guy for not succeeding. When that team is not a succeeding team, you have two players. Yes, you have two amazing dominant players. The other three does not match their talent and does not help them. Like if you put those three against any other starting three besides the stars, they will probably be towards the bottom. Those three together, they'll be 28, 29. Right. But the thing that you can't have is that oh, it's really hard. I think that's what, say, Denver does really well, is that everybody kind of is on this level and they complement each other. Mm-hmm. But then when you have super superstars, two up here, it's hard to get anybody that can write. You're making a that, face, but that, that, the drop-off is going to be big. No, it's the drop-off, ta- but yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you're not understanding. Um, Um, you're trying to think of a comparison? 
Okay, so like Eric, he's a great off the bench one two. Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. um, Lou, Lou Williams. Williams yeah. Imagine Clippers playing Lou Williams starting at the three. Does that make your team better? No, it's a bad fit for him. No, no, but think about him in the right role. Like that. Think about it now. If Lou Williams became a starter at the three, how how good is your how deep is your bench? How good is that bench? If the man was averaging twenty off the bench, yeah, he was probably the best player on the team. But the starting five as a unit complemented each other Mm -hmm. to make to, to let him come in and do what he does. So the fact that you put your sixth man in your starting rotation, your seventh man, hustle man, in your starting rotation, says the rest of the team isn't that good as a whole. So You're not deep. You're not deep. So, yeah, and that's the So thing that's why I said this team does not, is not, is not, is, you're going to have two players doing everything. Right, and that's what I'm saying. The drop-off is for, it, you're putting all your eggs in that basket. We got these two super, super duper stars. We're going to ride on them. Mm-hmm. And then the other guys, hopefully, can can uh, overachieve. But I just think for those, for all the guys that Russell has played with, right? Think of all you know, KD um, uh, with with Paul George. They've had some other nice players like a Serge Ibaka, whoever. But the guy that I think was always the best fit was with James. How? I think personality-wise, I think the way that they can play off each other and complement each other, I think that's... When did that happen? Those those early days, because it was really they, Kevin's team. Mm-hmm. Russ hadn't asserted himself to where he became... Mm-hmm. So, and, so these guys don't actually know each other. Mm, I think they do. I, you're right. It, well, I, I guess you know what it is? Okay, so it's kind of like J, J-Lo and A-Rod. Stay with me on that one, right? Super big personalities, right? In their own orbit, they're they're megastars, right? And they've they've gone through uh, relationships and fame and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But they got together now at the right time, and it all clicks. I think that's the best case scenario for these two. That was but, that was a bad analogy. <laughs> that, that, I'm saying you said they that, didn't know each other back they, then. They don't. But their know egos each other. are in a place now. This is my point. Their egos are in a place now where they can actually play off each other and compliment each other. Because I know everyone says, oh, they're going to need two basketballs in Houston if these guys are on the same court. Yeah, see, that's the problem. See, that's where it's like Justin Bieber and what's the little one's name? Who he's with? Yeah. Um, Baldwin. No. Justin Bieber. The, his young love. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. That, <laughs> going into our pop like, culture. On this how, their, how their relationship was when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Now, after both created this big success them getting together now right they don't they don't know each other anymore it's two different people they've grown into two different people okay so but i'm saying on like the j-lo no j-lo they've never they were never dating before they were never dating so when they met each other for the first time they're meshing now right this group dated already Sure. So how they see each other back then, they're not that group anymore. Okay, so maybe in a relationship, you don't get a chance to do it over again. But in sports, you actually can. So we have like our egos. You were coming off. No, see, you were coming off the bench. You were a bench guy, James. I was coming into my own. I'm a triple double guy now. 
And you're looking at me like I'm fucking 36. I'm a 36 a game. I'm an MVP too. But for him that's to the win difference. and for the both of them to win, they're going to actually But what I'm saying is that's the, that's the right? difference. They're, James won't go for 36 next year. No, he don't have to. You don't have to, right. But what's funny is the person who's going to bend will be Russell because he's bent. He's been bending. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's been bending. I, I don't think he'd go for a triple-double again. Why not? Mm, uh, let's but, predict. Let's predict. I would say well, he goes well, for. Well, why wouldn't he? You're right. You're right. The that's, fucking that's, team that's, is six that, three, six four. Who the fuck is yep. going to rebound? What I'm saying is, what's what stops him from getting triple doubles? Paul, you got to remember, Paul George averaged twenty eight last year. Mm-hmm. James averages twenty eight thirty. Okay. Who's giving him the ball? Russell. I'm cool. I, actually, remember. I don't think a triple double is a bad thing. No, 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 it's not. I think if you score 36 a game, also a, not it, a bad thing. That is a bad, t- 36 right. a game it, is a bad thing because that means the, the rest of your team isn't that good if you have True. to score. And to his credit, he did that when, when CP was To his hurt. credit, he had to. He had to. Right, you know, he had to. And that, that was the problem because when he averaged 29, 29, which is amazing. Oh my God, he didn't have it. He, he had a horrible playoff. Like, what? Yep, 20, 29. He had a horrible playoff. Because when he wanted to pass the ball more, those guys was not good enough. Mm-hmm. He realized that during the regular season why he had to be so dominant. And that's what we penalize. We penalize a guy who has to be dominant to, to keep the team afloat, who has to be great. That's why he should have been an MVP. Because he made us believe his team was good. When they were sitting, the other four players was 6-1, 6-3, That's the team he had. He didn't have Lopez and Middleton and all these big guys helping him. No, he had a fucking YMCA lineup. And he got him to where it, that's what makes an MVP. You know, and until they build a team, not a D'Antoni's team. A actual basketball team, they're not gonna have success. And that's the and that's the problem. Is if you want Dan Tony, go to the Pelicans. If you want highlights and have fun and woo, get people in the seats, hey, that's your coach. But if you're talking about building a team that's gonna win in the postseason, he's not your coach. Because his lineups require small ball where he can run up and down. You don't think that's Daryl Morey, GM? That's the team that he assembled. He's the one that made the move. A GM, most likely. They shot for the groceries. Never played high level. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what he's going to do anyway. Just go out there and look at a stat sheet and pick players. Yeah, and and his theory is volume shooting. Three-point volume shooting. Is that his theory? That works. actually works with D'Antoni. Yeah, that's D'Antoni's theory. To, yeah. That's why the two of them are to, that's what together right to now. Regular se- for regular season yeah. success. It's, I mean, for regular season, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really, the proof in that's in the pudding is in the playoffs. Yes. We'll find out. Well, the other team that made a big move created another duo. And I also don't think they're done yet. Here in L.A. with LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like this was going to happen one way yeah, or another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, yeah. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It, was just, it just didn't happen during the, the during trade the deadline during the season. But they're good. Now, what do you think about this, that he is the perfect player to pair up with LeBron in AD? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, the problem with this this lineup or this this duo is they're the two most dominant forces on the court, but no one wants to just come out and say it. You know, no, they, they, I mean, you, 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 just did. you have two super Bugattis on the same team. And I think everyone wants to downgrade LeBron's greatness because he's been dominating for so long um, that when he doesn't make the playoffs or his team loses, we call him washed. Like, but that that that's how the the narrative always goes. We're looking for the next superstar that we want to build a hero, and it's the guy that we knew. Uh, he doesn't have it anymore, so we create this drama where I think in LeBron's case, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. He's got vengeance, perfect running mate. What, 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 vengeance. Back like he never left. Okay, what did he didn't what, what didn't he do last year? Broke his streak of going in the finals. What I I didn't say he didn't do anything right or wrong. But what I'm saying just, is, it like, wasn't the best. What, what unit. I'm saying he got hurt. Actually, that's yeah, what that's what he got he hurt. A long the team, they were they were in second but place. The time, his team got hurt. Right at the time he got hurt, they were balling. Yeah, so I thought they were third place. They were second. Yeah. So that, that that's the that's the that's the funny part about it that someone's made us believe that he had a horrible year. So the fact that he needs to come back with it, the, he averaged 27, 8, you know and 9. You know what the thing is? I don't and think any of the people that said that, I don't think they actually looked at the numbers. They no, just that's said that. They oh, just look, look at all of the... He's not good anymore. Yes. That's, that's what happened. Like, oh my God, he's washed. He'll be out of league. Right, 27, bullshit. 8, and 8.9? Dude, dude, the fuck are you guys talking about? What, what, game, what basketball game are you watching? But it's also, it's like Tom Brady, though. Every year, it's like, is he, is he too old? Is he and and, and that's what I said. It's like that's just gonna happen now. So so the fact that you have a guy who's playing the one, the small forward and a power forward that they go small ball, and then his running mate averaged twenty six and twelve didn't play in the fourth quarter because you know they were benching him because they didn't care about actually winning. Um, that is his co partner twenty six and twelve in limited minutes. And you got them both on the floor, sitting at six ten and six eleven. I don't. How the fuck do you stop that? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what everyone else pretend pretending they're looking at, but I don't. I don't know who's gonna actually stop them. Like the only thing that stopped Anthony Davis last year was coach, <laughs> and the only thing that stopped LeBron last year was actually nothing. LeBron. Like usual, right? I mean, usual nothing. Right. So now you so got both. Healthy. You got both those guys on the same team playing. So he is is AD the guy that you've always said LeBron needs that closer to play with too, though. Uh, Anthony Davis is not a closer. Yeah. So who's the closer? They, they they're gonna have to go get one. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, I mean, the, the 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 thing is is I'm Lakers is winning twenty twenty. Let's just. They they're winning next year. They're one hundred percent. 
but they still at this point think they need something, which I agree. I, I mean, I don't I think mean, they're they, done yet. They're, they're, they still need to fill out their roster with a few players. But, but they did. They made a lot of moves to get other players, like but, those those roles or those shorter contracts, or whatever. But uh, I agree, they don't have a takeover ISO finisher. No, but they have they have a bunch of guys that complements the style they're going to play to win. I mean, they can either they are pro, they will probably at some point have the biggest starting five in history. You know, if you start LeBron at the point, throw Kuzma or um, KCP at the two, Anthony Davis at the three, throw Boogie Cousins at the four, JaVale at the five, or you can go. Still got Kuzma. You can yeah, go Kuzma say, at the two, Anthony Davis, Boogies. Then your whole fucking lineup is 6'10", agile and jumping. Your finisher lineup, though, would be Boogie at the 5, AD at the 4, LeBron no, at the 3, but he might even actually... LeBron at the 1, Kuzma, one, yeah, Kuzma, Kuzma and uh, KPZ. Or if Danny they find Or Dan... It depends on... Because think about Danny on, Green... Depend, I, depending on who's playing that well. You know, the, the defense has no... Defense has no bearing on this unit because you literally have LeBron, defensive player, Anthony Davis, defensive player. Avery Bradley, don't forget. Kuzma's about. all right. Avery Bradley. And then what I'm saying is... I think he's going to be a slept-on contributor for that team. Another guard defender. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that, that helps him a lot. Dirty work player. But I, yeah, I, what I'm saying is the lineup is so big. Where are you going? You talking about to finish the game? No, no. What I'm saying is, where's a player going? You can't get to the basket right, right. because you got LeBron's gonna jump, Kuzma's gonna jump, Anthony Davis is gonna go, Boogie's gonna try to jump, can't jump, but he's gonna yeah, try, but, and then Javale's gonna jump. You got four super athletes. Boogie's gonna bang. But what I mean, you have two, four super athletes contesting yep. shots. So, really, when it comes to defense and like, like that team just has to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get a guy in. That that's like a six man. You you come in and get a Jamal Crawford or something like that. Now you have a guy who can finish and make shots, sitting with a bunch of super studs in the back. All right. I, I mean, this it, team is it. more dangerous than anybody thinks. Yeah. No, I I think they are. They're they're deeper than people are giving them credit mm-hmm. for too. All right. So we'll talk about that finisher. I do think Danny Green catch and shoot player last shot. A catch and shoot guy is not a finisher. Hear me out though. To play with LeBron. He can kick to him. That's LeBron's one. A catch and shoot guy is not a finisher. A finisher is a guy who creates his own basket. I got a couple of those. Not a fucking guy who's like a plant in the club sitting there. It's called atmosphere. He's just sitting (laughs) there waiting for someone to create a shot for him. Okay. But you got got a guy that can hit shots. Now to to have an ISO player, how about Melo? Melo's Melo's not washed, but he's not who he was. Sure. Um remember I remember was it last year when he when he was Houston. When he was with Houston and I said from the beginning he should have went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Houston is a bad fit for you because you're going to be a third option sitting in the corner. That's not your style. Even when people watch you 
like in the summer hoodie mellow, that's still not your style. You're a bounce the guy. You're a bounce the ball guy. You're a rhythm guy. So the only team that needs a rhythm guy is Lakers. So where now, you where you will come off the bench and you contribute 18 points and finish the game. Now you're a little older. A little slower. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to rely on mellow. Well, let's say you're a GM. You have to see him in a workout. I don't think a year makes that much of a difference. It makes it's, a big difference. It does. I understand. But how many he games did he miss? Have, he didn't play last year. Yeah, how many games did he miss? Well, he was 10 games in Houston, so yeah. technically 72. So 72. He missed 72 games. Yeah, but he's rested for a year. And he's deactive for a year. Let's see how in shape he is, is my question. I don't care I about shape. It's just rhythm, playing. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, you only played 10 games this year. You were horrible the year before. So that's two years removed of uncomfortable basketball. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's two years, not one. It's two mm-hmm. years from playing basketball how you played it. You just got by in OKC. You were just there trying to just try to figure it out. And you didn't figure it out ever. So that's one whole year lost of actual mellow basketball. Then you miss all last year, mellow basketball. Now you got to come back and be a, the stud? No, I'd rather I, – I go after a player like Monte Ellis or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Brandon Jennings type. That's that's, Th- that's those what are the, I like a lot. That, that's the type of guy that I, someone who's fast enough to get to where he needs to get, who can suck a defense. There's nobody I, sucking in on on Melo at this point in his career. It's a one on one. It's a one. Say that, but I got I got a guy for you. But I just do want to say this on Melo to look at the glass half full is where he was in New York. I think the issue in Oklahoma was that he didn't want to put his ego aside. To take a reduced role, then when he went to Houston, he didn't put he didn't put his his ego aside. He said, "I'm not coming off the bench." Yeah, I'm not coming off the bench. Right. So it was almost like his pride held mm-hmm. him back more than a coach or anything else. Then when he goes to Houston, he was toying with that idea, but he wasn't completely bought into it. Now he would be. Your I, game has to match. I also think he has an old man's game. Your game so you talk about, has to match. If you train. Like a superstar. You train like the go-to guy. You train like you have 15 seconds with the ball. And then you get in the game and you got four seconds with the ball. Everything you train has no meaning to this. Like all these guys that's training, all these kids that's training, coming down, ISOing, doing all these moves in AAU, and they sit in the fucking corner in the game because the star player has the ball. Everything you just worked on does not impact the game. And now you don't know how to play. Now you look terrible because you need the ball because you've been training like that. So the fact that, yeah, Melo can shoot, but you find out, ah, he can't shoot when it's just catch and shoot. He needs the rhythm to his shooting. So instead of seeing what happened in the OKC and spent the whole summer just catching and shooting, knowing D'Antoni's style, that most of your Shots are going to come off of catching shooting or looking at the style they played and understanding how to score. Like, oh, they don't have a post-up guy. They don't have a slash guy. They don't have a backdoor guy. They don't have a flare guy. I can be all of those and not mess up these guys' rhythm. 
But the fact that he didn't do that to come in and impact mm -hmm. shows the difference. So because he hasn't trained like that, he doesn't know it. Had to, has nothing to do with ego. He right. just so doesn't he, know it. He, he doesn't... can't train and say, I'm going to do the same old thing and be the same old player. Mm -hmm. At this point, you're right. I get that. But, okay. All right. So we have another guy. But before we get to him, mm -hmm. you have to take a break. And I got to say, you look trim. The hair looks good. You're shaped up. Is it, is it because of one thing? Manscaped? Yeah, you already know. You I mean, I didn't know if there was a if that's a secret. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You gotta stay clean. All right, you gotta stay clean. People watching, people looking. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking notes, but I think since we got involved with Manscaped, it's changed your game. <laughs> so, as everyone knows, support for the No Chill Podcast does come from Manscaped, who is the number one in men's below the belt. Grooming. Oh, this is another one I can't look at you when I talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Uh, so <laughs> I still can't look at you, which is awkward. Just go. Uh, uh, so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and you don't have to use the same trimmer for your face as you do on your balls because that is just nasty. Manscaped has also developed a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits while you're not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body. <laughs> Think about that. So we got something for fans of No Show Podcast. Keep you fresh, smelling good. Fresh, smelling good. It's all about the hygiene. So you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code. No chill. No chill. There's always, there's always that. No chill uh, at manscaped.com. It's always the right tool for the job. It's always manscaped. Your balls will thank you. So remember, 20% <laughs> off and free shipping and a free travel bag. Use the code no chill at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and a free travel bag at manscaped.com with the promo code. No chill. No, what's funny is you say uh, their, their balls are like, no, 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 no. Their girls will yeah. thank you because you don't yeah. smell like hoop nuts. <laughs> hoop nuts. <laughs> hoop nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that hoop nuts smell like, damn, you've been playing basketball all day. Yeah. 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 yeah you don't want that smell. Yeah. I mean, by the way, shower. <laughs> Um, yeah. We've been in some locker rooms here lately, and yeah, there's that funk to it, <laughs> that odor. You can't help it. Um, but speaking of help, we also want to help people get jobs here in No Show Podcast because hiring used to be hard with multiple job sites, stacks of resumes. It was a confusing review process, but today hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ziprecruiter.com slash no chill. So go to the site and use that promo code. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So when you're looking to hire, looking to build out your team and your roster, mm -hmm. you go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Right? And if you're looking for a job, 
you go to ZipRecruiter, <laughs> all right? It only makes sense. Everyone's helping each other. Yeah. That's how it works. And so for right now, for listeners of the No Chill Podcast, if you're looking to find a, a job and post a job, try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash No Chill. All right. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash No Chill, N-O-C-H-I-L-L, ZipRecruiter.com slash No Chill. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're smart. We are. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I was hoping that wasn't a question coming back. We are. We are. We are. All right. So also, speaking of being smart, who is another smart fit for the Lakers? And I got a guy. Okay. All right. Uh, he's had his moments. Mm-hmm. Moments where he is brilliant. He's got some of the best highlights you've actually seen in the past 10 years. But he's had some um, low points, too. Um, some meme-worthy meme moments. But a guy I think is a good fit. ISO player, might want him down the stretch. How about J.R. Smith? Thoughts? As an ISO player, when was the last time J.R. Smith was ISO player? I'm sorry. Another shooter, shooter. yeah. Another athletic guy, yeah. Got to kick too, yeah. Yeah, but you're, we're talking about ISO. Uh, ISO off the dribble. That means Kyrie type. Mm, not that. That's, he, he's not that. No, I know. That's 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 what they need. They need a, a ISO guy who create his own buckets. That's all they need. He's not enough of that. He's that's just not a catch and That shoot, hasn't right? been his role in a long time. Monteiras. Okay, fair. I mean, I just think for Jr. He can slash. He's not. I, I think he's more than you, just. A you need a guy. Shoot. You give him the ball. He does his thing. Mm-hmm. You don't need him to think about nobody else on the team because that's what everybody else is for. Mm-hmm. That's the player they need. Mm-hmm. That's what Ball I'm saying. Hog. Technically, yes. JJ Barrera, like he, those are the really. That's what he did for that <laughs> for Dallas a champion. Minute, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That type of guy, like you don't, you don't have to be a stud. But mm-hmm. like when JJ got in, JJ took over. Brandon Jennings, actually, I Brandon, think yeah, he, Brandon, he works in a lot of ways. I I don't know his his chemistry with those other guys though. If that would work, you don't need. But, that's what I'm saying. Your go-to guy doesn't need chemistry. He just needs to keep everyone honest. So when the, sh- the floor shrinks, give him the ball, he scores, everyone focus on him, everybody else eats. Mm-hmm. So that's what Greek the Freak don't have. You don't have a go-to guy. You can't be the go-to guy because you don't possess that, that, that part of your field. You can't shoot. You can't create your own in a small, in, in half court. You have to be coming full speed. You, you can't truly play back to the basket. And then what you do that no one else talks about is you... He switches position to not be guarded by an actual defender. So if he's playing Utah or any of those guys, he'd go like, okay, let's say he plays the Lakers. Instead of playing the four man, they make the team smaller. So he's the five man. So JaVale has to guard him. So he comes full court against JaVale. So he, of, he doesn't switch it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a smart lineup, but you don't have a go-to guy when the floor gets small. You know, um, Middleton's not. Um, Middleton, you know, Middle, Middleton is their best option. Best option He's for, not that. He's not like ISO. He can, he he's can't not dri- Joe Johnson. No, type. he can't dribble past, his, past the three-point line. And he's just not a, mm. he's not a creator. Mm. You know, so they need, you know, that's all I said. Brandon Jennings, you know, Monte Ellis, those type of, you know, players. I mean, we've seen Joe Johnson lately. 
Joe. Bucket Joe, mm-hmm. yes. I think for Joe, I mean, my that's observation... You just need, him, a, I mean, he, you need was, a faster. What I'm saying is you need someone fast. You already have a bunch of slow guys. Yeah. Like, you know, Joe is... At this point, he's not an up and down guy. No, Joe, Joe, Joe is like... He needs to be on a team like... He can fit in great with a Philly. Philly, Philly, and need a guy like that. Yeah. Um, hmm. How about Boston? No, nah, Boston. They they have no they have nowhere to go. What do you mean nowhere to go? They don't. They they have no hope. There's no hope over there. You don't have. I mean, you, you don't have anything. There's nothing. I think you have nothing, Jason. Yeah, the future. Mm-hmm. Right now, do you have nothing? You have the future. Bunch I mean, of young they're, guys. They're a. They're a yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't even call it a rebuild. They're, 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 a, they're, they're, they're just they're, a young team. They're so rebuilding that they don't know that they're rebuilding, but they're so rebuilding. Gordon Haywood is gone next year, so they can free up money to. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be. I won't be surprised if they get rid of Kimba and Haywood next year after next season. I they, mean, I think the the duo. Speaking of duos, is Kimba and. and Jason, but Kim, you got to remember, Jalen is the one that I think is an odd fit with that personnel. Twenty three and twenty two is a off fit versus thirty two and twenty one. Gordon, Gordon, I think is uh, thirty two. Kimba's about thirty two. Kimba's thirty and twenty nine thirty. No, Kimba's over thirty. And you're gonna mesh him up with a 21 year old? No. Mm-mm. It's not a good fit. The older guy so is going to go. They give it one season. They give it one season. Realize they don't have anything, and then get rid of them both. That's harsh. It's, well, because anyway. your team, your team is too old and too young. Okay. So, where do you go from there? Like, maybe if Kimba was 26, 25? Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that happens a lot. It's the chemistry. Uh, equation on the fly, yeah, and that's hard to do. You really have to be, and and I think for them, I don't think it's really much of a secret. They want Anthony Davis. I think pairing him with Kyrie was the move. Um, didn't work, so they sort of just reboot. And that's the problem. the The winging it, the the winging it is what holds franchises' hand. But it's hard because you can have a plan, but then there's some X factor there. Anthony Davis didn't want to go to Boston. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can make all the room and make the best play. So when Kyrie left. Then that happens. Kyrie leaves, which you knew he was leaving. Right. Instead of signing Kimba, why don't you just ship Gordon Haywood somewhere? Well, I thought that was going to happen. I mean... What do you do with Rozier too? That was a question. Yeah, Obviously, uh, that happened. You know, uh, so. that's and but that's what I'm signing back. Like that was the move. That was your future move. And 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 I think that's what uneducated thinking. Like there's you know the people who make the decision they're smart in what they got a degree in. You know, smart as in basketball knowledge. No, because you you didn't play it. You don't know what meshes. You don't. You don't know the ins and out of what it takes because you've never been a player. Mm. So, if I know I have Rozier at twenty three, Jalen Brown at twenty three, um, why am I going to blank on your color? 
on Tatum, 21, right? They've proven together those three play amazing basketball, right? Those three together play amazing basketball. Jalen's making what? Three million. Mm-hmm. Rozier, a half a million. Tatum, three million. So you have three players together. Together, they're studs. Together. You have three studs making less than seven million together. From there, you lose you lose Kyrie, who was a young player too. You lose Horford, who was old. And then you have who's left? Gordon. Gordon, who's old, because this old guy is taken away from one of my young guys. Actually, two of my young guys, because you're taking Brown out. Tatum don't know how to play with you. He probably don't like you because you took Brown out. Kind of fucks his game up. So with one old guy, you take away two two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what ends up happening. And they're also kind of at the same position too. So you don't but that's, then that's what I'm saying. So you're taking away one guy is taking away two guys, right? Because he wasn't there at the beginning to establish his dominance. Mm-hmm. So Gordon Haywood bringing him back, putting him back in the lineup. You take away two talents. Then you bring Kyrie back. You take away. All of the talent because now Terry's gone mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, Tatum don't know if he's the the one guy or the two guy or now the third guy. He's the third option now when he was the one, he was the first option most of last year. So you, you kind of threw the balance off. So someone who actually knows the sport will understand Horford is too much. Yeah, you don't want to pay that kind of money for mm-hmm. Horford to stay with this group. He's he's a dinosaur, in a sense. You let him go once Kyrie's gone. Then you try to trade. So now you have Kyrie money and Al Horford money free. You try to get rid of Hayward. You try to get rid of Hayward, try to get some young pieces back. And then from there, you have enough money to go after anybody. Okay, so the reality is they don't have Terry. And first of all, I think Danny Age knows basketball. But I'm going to say this. I think he had a when play. I think he had a win in the 80s. When like I love how all these amazing I mean, moves are I mean, coming. What when? With the Celtics with with, with uh, Kevin Durant? Kevin Garnett. Where he Kevin called Garnett. where he called his best buddy and said, "Hey, can I have Kevin hey, Durant? Man, use your resources." But that, that has Garnett. not yeah. He's talking about Kevin, Minnesota, Kevin McHale. Yeah. 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 You're calling your buddy to get your buddy, your best player. That's all. That's it. There was, there was no genius. There was no genius behind none yeah, of that. The genius is they got a championship. My point is he had, he, had a, he had a plan, and he got all these draft picks, right, when they blew it up with, with Paul Pearson, mm-hmm. right? So then what you do is you say, we're going to get guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen like Brown yeah, 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 and yeah. what they did. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of like – Fucked yourself because you you got all these young guys and the combination of what you were going to work with might not work. You have young. It wasn't really a plan. You just had a bunch of assets. You had a bunch. No, no, no. You had a bunch of assets that played well together. Then what you did is you went out and got two superstars. Right. You over. Yeah. You overshot your. You you tried to shoot your load with players that didn't fit with this core group. But the plan was this: like, so we can get all these young guys that are cheap and they're young talent. We can develop them, but then we'll have all this money. To get the superstars. Yes. And they'll just make it work because they're superstars. Yes. It's not always gay. It was the two two wrong superstars. Right. Because those two wrong superstars, when they, they're, they're subbing out your core. Right. You got to remember, that same group, the same group, 
actually not the same group, just had a bunch. You didn't have Tatum, but that team with Isaiah Thomas played amazing. Yeah, played that him. wasn't, I mean. No, Tatum wasn't there. I know. But Brown. So, but, yeah, but it was just Brown because you didn't have. Rozier? Hayward that summer. No, Hayward was on that team. Mm-mm. With Isaiah Thomas? No. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Because it was fucking cooking my wizards. Yes, he was. You had him Gordon and him. one of the sisters, one of the um, one of the brothers, Morris brothers, right? One of the Morris brothers. He got hurt that that first game. Who? Cleveland, Gordon Hayward. That was the following year. I didn't have Hayward. What are you talking about? You said Horford. Hayward. I oh no! Hayward. Yeah, they didn't have yeah. Hayward. No, that's what I said. You you brought in Kyrie and then you signed. But think about what they had, and that's the thing about Gordon Hayward coming out of Utah. He is like the Swiss Army knife player, mm-hmm. right? So he can score, he can defend, rebound, like kind of cleans up messes in here and everything. In theory, he actually was the right guy to get. But with those young guys. It wasn't, wasn't the right guy fit. to get with your team. No, but I mean, you you're saying have like, we two, have this three. like one-on-one master creator, ISO play with Kyrie. And then we, if we have, they had Hayward first. They, they signed him first. So they're kind of saying like, oh, that'll just fit. Because he's a, he's a complimentary player. And Kyrie is like the, the alpha of the group, but it didn't. Didn't you already have your draft picks by then? They had, yeah. So you already signed Tatum. Right. Yeah, so you already had. But you had, you had Tatum, Brown. And so you already had Tatum and Brown. And so Rozier. you already and had. And then they got Hayward in uh, beginning of July. So, so what I'm saying is, you. so you already have two, three men. Yeah. That's why you had too much. And then they were going to go donkey. And put Hayward at the four. Yeah. Again, a team that just went to and did well without any superstars. And then you try to destroy it instead of just adding to. In other words, it's a lot harder than it looks. And I think that's why we're going to get to the third team. And Mm -hmm. I think they're the most... Uh, what are they? They're most the most hyped of the summer. 